Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It is episode 14 of the Storybox podcast. Can you believe it? Welcome one and all to another episode of the Storybox podcast. My name is Jay Fansom and if you are a new listener or you're a returning listener, just want to say welcome. You have chosen the right podcast. This this week we've got another friend of mine. Her name is Alexa Evans. Now Alexa, is she's a dancer, she's an actress, she's all kinds of things. Uh, she's jack of all trades and we get into talking about her life, uh, what she is passionate about. Uh, we get into a very, very deep and philosophical conversation. Uh, so be prepared for that. Be prepared to think, which is great. Uh, thinking is good for you. Um, and she shares some very, very amazing stories. So I know you guys are going to enjoy our conversation uh, together. Now, yeah, I guess uh, that's all from me. Uh, what was this? What else was I going to say? Um, I think it was to do with. Oh yes, right. So the amazing thing is we have reached over one thousand downloads for the Storybox podcast. Total downloads for thirteen episodes. That's including thirteen total episodes and two specials. So in total, I think it's about fifteen episodes. Um, which is pretty insane. Like I'm pretty impressed with a podcast that pretty much came from nothing that no one really knew of and it was just an idea and then all of a sudden, a couple months on, uh, 15 episodes in total, basically it's 13 weeks because I released uh, two, ep- two specials in one week. Um, it's gone to pretty much over a 1,000. Um, I'm not gonna, exactly going to give you the, the total figure, but we've got well over a, a thousand, uh, which I'm pretty thankful about. And that's all thanks to you guys. It's all thanks to the people that have supported this show, supported the idea, supported the, the stories as well. They've shared them out as well. Uh, I keep saying as well, sorry. Uh, and it supported me uh, being able to do this, being able to listen to me rant and ramble. Uh, sometimes me trying to find my feet as well uh, in this. Um, I know it's trying to get past all the ends and ums because <laughs> I'm not great at the introductions. So anyway, guys, thank you so much once again and keep supporting it because it's going to get better and better and better. You can only go up, okay? And my goal is to help as many people as I possibly can through this uh, medium of the podcast through sharing stories because uh, stories are powerful like I keep saying okay so um, hopefully it will continue to grow okay so get on board and enjoy this episode with my good friend Alexa Evans yeah cool so thank you for inviting me here 
this is really cool. Uh, so I am an actress and I'm also a dancer and I also do a little bit of events and festivals and I'm living in Bangkok at the moment. So ha have you always wanted to be an actor? No. So talk to me a little <laughs> bit more about that. What did you want to do? Uh, I've always wanted to be a dancer. Yeah, since I was a little kid, I always used to dance around. I was very flexible naturally. So I'd do the splits or I'd do like little twirls and like run around my bedroom and, and do ballet and hip hop and shake my booty. And <laughs> like I literally learned how to twerk from my mom when I was like, uh, I was like 12. So. And that was when twerking wasn't exactly famous. It wasn't, no. <laughs> I only had to do the whole Shakira and like the hips. Wow. When I was very okay. young. Yeah, yeah. All right. And so going from that, yeah. So what what sort of transitioned you to becoming an actress, actor, actor, actress? Yeah. So oh, yeah, it was really lucky, actually. Um, when I first moved over to Bangkok, I was looking at different ways to pretty much make money, actually. And then I made contact with an agent and then luckily booked a job. And then I was like, oh, this is really fun. I didn't know I could ever do. Like, I never thought I'd be able to do modeling or acting. Like I never looked at myself and was like, oh yeah, you're a model. <laughs> like I was just like, that was not me, you know? Um, and because I did boxing, I found that boxing was really popular in commercials. So I started booking lots of commercials with boxing. Um, dancing was popular, so I started doing that. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, I can really mix these two together. And I think later I discovered that, like my lifestyle, I prefer it to be really diverse and acting is perfect for that. And also my personality is so diverse. So it like allows me to try different, you know, different traits and yeah. I don't know, like ponder, ponder in this kind of, did you yeah. go to acting school to learn how to be an actor or no, just no. kind of naturally to you? Uh, I wouldn't like, I'd say practice. I like practiced a lot. A lot of my friends were actors. So I practiced with them, did lots of like monologues and I pretty much learned on the job. Nice. Yeah, Very I would nice. say. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about your transition. Cause I believe you told me you grew up in Perth mm. and then what sort of made you move to Bangkok? To Bangkok. So, uh, so from Perth, I went to Brisbane. Then from Brisbane, I went to Bangkok. To Bangkok, like I've always wanted to travel. And actually, when I was younger, I was a hairdresser. Actually, yeah. And I did that. I did that till I qualified, and then I worked. I think it was around almost seven years on the floor. Seven yeah, years as a hairdresser. Yeah, yeah. I started when I was young. I left school early. I wanted to make money and have my own business and I was just always very independent and I I always wanted to travel but I was like no I have to stay with hairdressing and I have to be uh, qualified because I, I need a backup no matter what so I always like had that at the back of my head and as soon as I qualified and I did like what, what was needed basically to be okay with traveling with this and I was like yeah I'm out yeah. so well I don't know why Bangkok, like it was just one of those places that my boyfriend at the time got for me as a gift and we were initially going as a holiday, but then we decided two weeks out, like, oh, if we could sell everything in our house and uh, like make it work, then we'll just stay and live there. Yeah. Wow. So did yeah. he end up staying or? Yeah. 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 We ended up staying for two years. 
So, yeah, we, we went back and forth, but we ended up living there and still like now living there. So, so do you prefer Bangkok over here or? Uh, I love Bangkok. I love Australia. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't know, like for living Bangkok is very free for me. You know, it's multicultural. The people are very open-minded. The place itself is is cheap. It's cheaper than Australia. It's cheaper than Sydney. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, um, and yeah, I mean, for my for my industry, it's very good. It's very good because you have a lot of like U.S. and European people coming together, and it's cheaper to film in Bangkok. So, and in I guess sense. you've also told me that you do a lot of traveling as well. So, what are some yeah. other places that you've been to? Oh, I love traveling. Oh. so. I've been to, okay, so Asia, it's been uh, Hong Kong, Macau, uh, Cambodia, Singapore, Malaysia. My favorite place, one of my favorite places is in Malaysia. It's called Penang. It's a little island. Just beautiful. Um, I've been to, of course, Thailand, Indonesia. Um, and then when it comes to America, uh, LA, I've spent some time there in Santa Monica. I really like Mexico. Uh, Europe I've been yeah like most of like, not mo not most of Europe like Budapest Spain Belgium Cyprus is freaking cool Turkey uh, is there a, a place few places on, that yeah in the world that you well. haven't been yet yeah there's heaps of places I haven't been to the continent Africa <laughs> <laughs> actually but I really want to go I was so close to going because I was only an hour away from Cyprus to get to Egypt and I was ah. going to go but I decided to go left and settle up you know so um and I haven't been to Antarctica and I'm still yet to explore more of South America which I'm doing hopefully this year and there is a lot that I haven't explored within continents but I have been to you know main countries around so would you recommend people travel mm, it's hard it's hard it's, it's so dependent on what people like you know if you want to if you want to relax completely relax or if you want someone with really great food or diverse food or culture or spiritual experiences or you want to you're like real like hustle bustle you like to I don't know, make work happen. Or if you're like really energetic, like go and see things, sightseeing or like, it's so, it's so subjective, you know, like my favorite place, I would say, I really love Penang is one because it's a food hub. So you've got Malaysian food, Chinese food. I love food, Chinese food, um, Arabic food, um, uh, Thai food like it's all very mixture and it's also an old heritage town so it's not not much has changed and then you've got chocolate factories wow. you've got all these other factories there yep and then because you've got the city you've also got the jungle and I love the jungle and the forest right so you can go on all these treks and it's just incredible because every little peak through the through the trees you can see a bit of the ocean and a bit of island. Like there's lots of little wow. secret island places where you can sit there and just feel the energy of the island. It's just, uh, I love Penang so much. And the people are so kind. It's very, it's very small. And I like that. And it's diverse. And a lot of people go there. 
I also love Mexico because it's like very high vibe. I actually thought when I first saw a photo of you, I thought yeah. you were actually Latina. Oh, really? Yeah, because you kind of look that yeah. Latina sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I, like, I like Latinas, then, they're beautiful. And then when you told me that you're different nationality, I was like, yeah. okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I, I get all, like I get everything, New Zealand, Latina, a different kind of Asia, Cambodia the other day. Like it's so random, but yeah, Filipino, half, half Filipino and uh, good old Australian. Well, not really actually European, but no Australian is really Australian. That's true. I mean, some Australians, yeah. but we're European, my family. So, oh, right. Well, okay. Somewhere from Europe. Yeah. So that's most, me too. Mostly German. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, can you talk to me a little bit about that? You were speaking, you sort of touched on it a little bit, but that energy, vibe so how did that come about like yeah. for you in penang specifically or, or just, just in general in, in life in, in general like, energy yeah uh, you discovered so my mom she's a medium she's a uh she can feel energy and she was very interested in learning a lot about it when we were kids so we did a lot of her little things with her like she would she would listen to tony robbins and then she would also do like spiritual energy cleanses and she'd like do medium style things and uh, a lot of like tapping therapy, which helps with like past traumas. And I've had a few past traumas in growing up. So I, I, I've done a lot of spiritual and psychological things to work on myself. And thankfully mom knew a lot of those things, which is so cool. Um, so I feel like, and I feel like I think everybody's, like obviously every, everything is energy, but I think a lot of people have this, this, I would say gift. I wouldn't call it even a gift if everybody has it. It's just a thing that everybody possesses. Yep. Um, but maybe not everyone's aware of it. But I think everybody has the ability to feel energy, like to feel other people's energy of if course. we focus yeah. on it. I mean, what we focus on really happens. So for me, energy is... For me, it's it's so important to be surrounded around good energy, to to notice my own energy, to listen to my own body, to really listen to myself, like stop, meditate. Oh my gosh, meditate and just stop and think and listen. Do you find it hard to meditate in such a busy world? See, this is the thing. This is the cool thing. I met someone at a festival actually recently and he was telling me that he met a shaman. So I'm talking lots of people here um but yeah and he was like he said to the shaman oh i'm on this train and this guy's sneezing in front of me and i'm trying to freaking meditate like i'm oh this is so annoying and the shaman says to him you are in the best possible situation that you could have been because you're learning to meditate within this just noisy environment, noisy environment right yeah. so for me i I meditate every single day without a doubt. I've not missed the day and I do it and I do it wherever I am. And I have been in some crazy places. I mean, I travel a lot. I end up camping. Like I've been at a eight day festival when I still every single morning in my tent <laughs> <laughs> meditate and I'm just like laying there meditating and there's music going on and there's people running and there's noise and oof, it's, but once you can focus on your breathing and once you can focus on your thoughts, like it gets hard at the start, 
but you can master everything mm. with practice can be mastered 100 yeah. percent. being consistent 100 percent, 100 percent. you would know this yeah, i know <laughs> <laughs> i put something up this morning actually i saw um, being persistent to remain mm -hmm. consistent yeah it's like if you're not yeah. persistent in doing that one thing yeah that you've told yourself you're gonna do then you're gonna miss out like you're 100%. not gonna be consistent at it and i think that's like a little bit of happiness right there it's it's noticing the growth like for me I, I used to meditate every now and then, this kind of thing. And then it's been almost one year since I've not missed a day. I, w I set this goal. I'm not going to miss a day. And just to know that it's been almost a year, I'm like, mm. ah, damn, girl, that's cool. You become proud of yourself. You're don't so you? proud. Yeah. And it's just these little wins that you just keep to yourself and you just, you know, you, and that's like, I feel no proud. No one else needs like, to know. It's no. Just you need to know about it. Yeah. But then when you talk, openly about it to other people it kind of makes sense it kind of encourages people it's to, very influential be you know? it's like the one percenters mm. that we have day in and day out that make a world of difference or can make a world of difference to someone mm. else because you don't know if someone is struggling oh, and then you if you know. hear your story about how you've just been doing the one thing if, even if it's something like meditating mm -hmm. like day in and day out if someone hears that you don't know if it's going to help them or not they might take it, take it away and say I got something out of that. Yeah. So, no, 100%. I think stories are so powerful, so powerful because you know, people can relate to them. I think a lot of the problems or issues or traumas are very mm, – the th way to overcome it is similar, I feel. Yeah. I feel the way to overcome it, people can relate with that. And I, th I think with energy as well, Yeah. like when you connect with someone, you're passing – that energy to that person like yeah. your enthusiasm or yeah your, it's very infectious features, like all that stuff it sort of impacts mm -hmm. your body language as well all that is a language mm -hmm. so i'm speaking to you right now just not with my voice but with my body language yeah so like my hand movements my face everything yes is speaking volumes or should be speaking volumes to you and then the people that are listening they're listening to my tone of voice yeah so that all plays it's a fascinating thing it is and i've tried actually doing research about it but some people are really really difficult to read have you ever noticed that no and i think honestly like i th that was one of the things that my mom did when we were young she learned nlp and so we learned nlp when, when we were young and it helps <laughs> it helps a lot with sales it helps yeah. it, <laughs> <you> <laughs> it helps a lot with creating uh, client relationships but I don't feel like it's authentic. I feel like everybody is different. It's a mm. little bit subjective. Like I, I think, you know, the main ones, like, I don't know, crossing your arms or something like you can, I think at the end of the day, you can feel the energy when you understand it. And when you are really in tune with yourself, you don't have to learn this NLP. If you're in tune with yourself, like, well, I don't know, to NLP people, it's okay. <laughs> you do you. Just want to say that. <laughs> but like for, for me, my preference is, if you understand yourself and your energy, then you can sense someone else's. You can, if you trust your intuition, you just have to learn to trust that. And mm. then you can sense someone else's energy. hundred percent. Like I find understand. that if you don't get yourself, then mm. how are you going to get someone else? You yeah. can't. No, no, of course. hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. So that's all good. Um, now moving <laughs> towards something that I'm interested in hearing about, BK squad. Oh, so gosh. I, I want to hear a little bit about how that got started and okay, like what was the reason behind it? 
Yeah. And so, why it became such a big community? Yeah, I mean, so I was so this was in between moving overseas and finishing hairdressing. I also <laughs> became a PT. And I went to school with my sister, like PT school. We learned nutrition and fitness, diploma in that. And we were just like sitting in class and we were just like, oh, like we've – my sister and I are very similar. We've had a very similar upbringing, of course. Um, but even our traumas have been like quite similar. Like we've both experienced some some stuff. And so we, we're very passionate in helping women. Men too, but we relate more with women as we are women. <laughs> and so we, yeah, we were sitting in class and we're like, oh, it would be a really, really great idea to teach girls boxing because I do boxing and she does boxing. Um, and so we started the BK squad, which is, it was essentially booty and no, uh, booty and knockout because booty, because we, we got to think marketing. Booty, booty is, <laughs> I know, booty and knockout, I know. <laughs> But booty is like so – it was so popular a few years ago, you know. Like it, it's still popular now, but 100%. a few years ago it was like every girl wanted a booty. Yeah. You know, so we're like, okay, booty and boxing, that's going to be great. Uh, and, yeah, so we got girls together. We taught the girls um, how to box, how to build your booty. But not only that, I mean, o o overall fitness – uh, and then it turned into doing dance festivals, which was just incredible because I'm passionate in dance. Mm -hmm. And so we brought a lot of girls together and we taught them some dances where they probably wouldn't usually do like a, a little bit of fun, like booty shaking and like they're really like sexy moves, but something that just expresses like a real feminine energy. And then we allowed them to just like dance freely and feel themselves. And I just feel like it's just... Oh, dance and and boxing and all these things like it gi it gives you this immense amount of confidence, like inner confidence. You mm. feel set, you feel certain. And dancing in public, it's not an easy thing to do. So these girls were we got them to dance in public, and just their confidence levels went up. So for me, it feels I so be good. Comfortable with yeah, <laughs> so I, I would like to do a like a man. That'd be funny. Men and women, yeah. Because there's some men out there I know they'd be very comfortable with dancing. Oh, yeah. Like, but me in particular, I'm not a dancer. Really? You're great. Um, nah, just... <laughs> <laughs> just be this singing. <laughs> this, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I, yeah, no. <laughs> um, but that's that's cool. Like, and it, mm. how did it start? Like, it grew from... How many people did you start off with? Uh, so, we... So... It, I mean, it was always different, you know, so we would go up and down. We just started. So we were like, we didn't really know. So we were going up and down. We started with marketing first. So. How did you market? How, okay. So we, we did a little trick <laughs> as you do with marketing. Uh, essentially, we actually got a bunch of like models or like people together of all, like not just like actual models, but just like people. And we got them all together to do like a video promo shoot. And then from there, we just continued to do kind of things like that. And then the people there joined our squad. So then we built our squad from doing promotional shoots with these people. Ah, yeah. Clever. <laughs> yeah. And then we taught from a gym in Brisbane and yeah, I mean, we don't teach anymore on that. We and just have online. Has the community grown? I mean, so online the community is 12,000, I'm pretty sure, 13,000. But 
but yeah, I'm not really focusing too much on that at the moment. Like I like I, I, the community there is good to have because it's like the younger generation I feel on there is a little bit younger. And I think that's the most important to have influence. So who upon. manages that now? I do. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I still do it. I, I still manage it, but I'm more on my personal side. I do now. I write more, I'm doing more personal stories than that. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about your writing. Okay. I've read some of your your work. Yeah. And even though some of it's short, it's impacting. So where does that come from? Thanks. Yeah, all experiences. Um, for I'm very passionate in writing. Actually, I really love writing. I get myself into a state often. Um, where I, I purposely, I'm either listening to some sad music or something that gets me into that, that state. And then I write from emotion. So everything that I write at the start is purely from heart, like purely from heart. And often I'm crying or I'm like a bit of a mess at the start, but I'm, I'm letting it all out on paper. And then I pick myself up a little bit and then I go through and edit. So that's, that's like my writing style. Um, but everything is from, everything is true. Everything is from experience, everything that I've, I've been through personally and how I've gotten over it. And so I just feel like you said, stories are so important. Mm -hmm. I feel like these stories, um, are so relatable because it's things that everybody goes through. And yeah, I think I'm just so passionate in writing from, from heart because it's, it's, it's so vulnerable and it's so honest mm -hmm. and that's just liberating for me that's what i've found with mm. reading some of your pieces as well Ooh, it's very raw mm, it's very and raw. that shows a lot about a person that they're not afraid to actually yep. put that out there either which is yeah. quite impacting because like i was saying before you don't know what anyone's going through yeah. at any given time yeah so being able to read a story like that it's mm. related it can be relatable yeah um but even just hearing stories as well like i love hearing people's stories where they come from why they do certain things mm. uh, i love asking people questions because i want to know like i love learning as well 100 percent. So yeah like when i meet new people i'm curious to hear about their experiences so when i first met you and we got talking about how you like traveling how you read how you write how you do all these sorts of things i was fascinated to, to actually learn a little bit more and actually sit down with you and talk. But I feel Same. like your stories as well could impact people that listen. Mm. Um, so what is some memorable, like the most memorable experience that you've ever had either traveling or could be recent, just something that you can share just from, from the heart. Like it's a, it doesn't have to be like too in, impacting, but just something that, has been the most memorable thing that you've actually experienced in your life. Yeah. It sort of like changed your direction a little bit. That helped change my direction. Yeah. Okay, let me think. Uh, I mean, there, there is a lot. I, can <laughs> I think imagine. for everyone, yeah. there is a lot. I think what's coming to me is just like the lessons that I've learned from a lot of these things, um, like the main takeaways. me think so I would say from a lot of the things that I've experienced in life um where like there's been a lot there's been you know a lot of loss 
loss of people who are closest to you, loss of of money, loss of home, like money, uh, um, yourself sometimes, like, you know, you feel like you've lost yourself or your, your sense of who you are. And there's been a lot of, a lot of pain. There's been a lot of pain and there's a, a, a lot of abuse sexually, mentally, emotionally, self-inflicted. So a lot of that. And I would say that, to put it into one sentence, I can't, but to start off, I would say you only live once. I believe you only live once. And I really think about this a lot. I think we're here having this human experience and we are in control really of how we decide to live. Yes, I understand that there's people that have less, that are less fortunate or more fortunate or, you know, this and that, but we decide how we feel and that's, I think, essentially how we live, right? Mm. So feeling is so important. I think we do everything in life, like buy things or do work or in, we're in a certain career or we do things for the sake of feeling a certain way. So I think if we are able to get ourselves in that state of what we want to feel like, so if it's happy or love or joyful or passionate or motivated, like if we're able to learn to control that, if we can focus on learning to feel a certain way, then that's so powerful to be able to control things, to be able to control. Um, but also I say control, I don't really like the word control as well because I also feel like, we shouldn't try to control everything because there's so many things that we can't control. And if we try and control everything, we're going to have expectations we on our lives and be upset. hundred yeah. percent. I think that there's another thing that was on my mind before. I really want to think about this. It's a good thought. There, I mean, there's so much to it. I think something that's really powerful as well is understanding that everything in our reality is created by ourselves, by what we think, by how we associated like different uh, meanings to things. Like uh, example, if we lose something, it's because we felt, we feel like we've lost something because we've associated so much meaning to that one thing, right? So it helps to become happy again or get over something when we understand the association and understand that we created that mm. we created our own reality. We create how we think we, our minds and our thoughts are so powerful because you can either look at something like in an optimistic way or a pessimistic way. And I see life, I see life optimistic. So everything, everything, the, the glasses is, you know, it's half full always. Mm. I think it's such a nice way to see life. It makes me content and happy majority of the time. I would also say be patient is a big thing. So Look do, back and reflect. That's a very interesting thing, patience. Uh -huh. Yeah. So how does one, or how do you define patience in your life? 
I'm probably not that patient <laughs> <laughs> because my work ethic is is like I like to do things at 100 every day. Like I'm so energetic. I just like really love doing things, staying active. Um, but that was what I mean. I, I feel like I need to learn to often like, yeah. reflect yeah. and just, just look back. Just look back at your week. That's all. <laughs> just your week. And if you don't see growth – then you're a pessimist. Mm. There is always growth. There is always growth, always growth. Yeah, through the bad times, through the good times, you just have to think of it. Um, like example, my, my grandmother died recently and that's hard. It's hard. And a lot of people can see that in a negative light, but you can't, you just must, you cannot. You have to think of the memories that you shared, the lessons that you learned, the time, the time that you learned. I learned how to value time more because that life can be short sometimes. You don't know, you know, so you have to value that. So I learned how to value time and I'm appreciative of that lesson. Mm. I'm so appreciative that I went and spent time with her that I learned from her what, what I've learned. Like I've written it down. I remember it. You know, it's, it's, in, my, it's in my daily mantras like she says to me, she says, don't be so spoiled. You're so spoiled. <laughs> because I often, I, I, if I want something, sometimes I feel like I'm going to get it. And sometimes that's, I don't have to always think in that mindset. Like if I can be a bit more patient and that's another one. This is another one, actually. This is really, this is a recent lesson of mine, actually. Even though you can probably get it straight away, it is much more satisfying and fulfilling to work hard for something and then get it. Yeah. It's not that cool having a, a diet pill, losing five kilos and then done. It's much more fulfilling. You feel way better when you've put in that hard work and also you've built that strong and like great work ethic mindset mm. to carry with you and to apply to anything in life. Like There's no you shortcuts. Know that. There is no shortcuts. Those that cannot, take cannot. and end up being miserable. 100%. And even you, you have to sacrifice. And that this is a new lesson of mine. You have to sacrifice a little bit too. But then it's a balance. You have to also take the wins. Take the wins with the losses. I'm, I'm yin-yang at the moment. I'm yin-yang. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to balance life out. Do you find that easy yeah. or hard? I think it's a it's an ongoing journey. It's an ongoing lesson for me anyway. Um, I like to, but but I think in my own way, at my own level, I've mastered it. Mm. At my level. That means that I'm. I, there's many levels above me. But at the moment, I feel pretty good with what I've got. I travel very often. I work very hard, but then I relax a lot. I do a lot of natural hot springs. I do a lot of massages. I do a lot of Wim Hof breathing. I feel like this is a part of my meditation. I meditate a lot. I have a lot of time of silence and nothingness. I rest a lot, but then I work very hard and I train very hard. So mm. it's, I feel like it's a really good balance. Like I feel very, quite happy. Content. Content. Is yeah. A good word, yeah. Like in also finding, you said, you mentioned joy before. Mm. So do you think there's a difference between joy and happiness? Like dictionary definition? Oh, not dictionary definition. Like <laughs> my, own, my own association own, to it. Yeah. I like actually, I like the, I feel like I like the word joy more than happy a little bit. So happy. do you think that joy is an emotion? 
To me, I feel like feel like joy is like it's like a, yeah like a like an emotion or like a state that you can get a state into. of mind yeah a state that, of mind because you what you're telling me mm. is basically my definition or it should be other people's as well right the definition of what real joy is yeah because at the end of the day that you know that what no matter no matter what happens mm. that no matter how many times you get beaten down that real joy is knowing that you are content, you are satisfied and even happy. Like your countenance doesn't fall because joy and happiness, they fall, they kind of fall hand in hand, but happiness is a fleeting emotion. So like if I like that book, I'm happy that I have that book. Yeah. You know, but it doesn't last. 100%. You know, but joy, it lasts. Interesting. For a long time until you decide that you're not going to be joyful anymore. So you have a choice every day the way I see it. You have a choice whether or not you want to be joyful. That's interesting. So I've learned something new. That's a different perspective. I learned, I learned this from one of my – two of my dogs actually. Right. Because as much as an animal, no matter how, much, how badly you treat the animal, mm-hmm. and it's sad to see or even say it that people do treat animals really harshly. 100%. But for a dog, what I've seen is – and we don't treat our dogs badly, by the way, but we see her just so happy, there for us, that no matter what happens in our life, she's there, always bringing a smile to our face, always, you know, brightening up our day. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that from my last dog that passed away last year. And her name was Joy. And the reason why we named her that was because the moment we saw her, we saw that within her and then every day from there she just brought us immense amount of joy despite the fact that sometimes as a puppy you know they they go nuts but that's how you learn these things i find that Mm. people will or even an animal can teach you like it doesn't matter you're as long as you're open to it you can learn so many different things. You really can. And that's what I mean about, I think, being an optimist. You, if you, if you think a light of everything, you can learn so much through the down times, through the up times and any, any experience in your life has something, either Mm. growth or a positive outcome. So that's really good. I enjoy that talk. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, moving on from there. Yeah. So you just came back from was it Bangkok? Yep. Yep. So what's going to be next for you? Yeah. So I'm going back to Bangkok in February. I have uh, a few festivals that I'm going to attend, a few festivals that I'm also working with. I'm doing some promoting with that. And I'm also attending some spiritual festivals, something just to kind of widen my horizons a little bit. Um, what usually happens in, in one of those spiritual festivals? <laughs> I'm curious now. <laughs> uh, so it depends. It depends like what, what the festival is for and what your intent is. It's always like I've been to festivals with a completely different intent before and had a different outcome. And I think with anything in life, pretty much if you have a, a certain or a specific intent going in, uh, you're going to get 
a good result <laughs> or, or, you know, a purposeful result. So I guess with these, I, I go to focus on myself, to be with myself, to be really, really comfortable with just being alone, being independent, loving myself. So it's a lot about self-love. It's a lot of, a lot about dancing and releasing a lot of energy. I feel like dance releases a lot of energy for me. And also it um, helps me to, to kind of flow and move. Like I move my whole body and I get myself in, in like a trance almost. And it's like, I'm not even here on earth. Like I'm somewhere else. I don't know how to explain it. So for me, I dance, I just dance and I like fires and going around the beach and just like exploring myself and exploring my surroundings, connecting with nature. That's pretty much what happens. And then you listen to some music. <laughs> so can you find do you find that without music you can still dance or do you need the music i don't need the music but there are some music like i like at the moment i'm listening to it's like shamanic music like drums flutes natural nature sounds uh also listen to really like alternative like alien sounding like it's really weird it's <laughs> out of very this world, out man. of this world it's very cool like my uh, at the moment i've got a few favorites but i really love carbon-based life forms i discovered them in budapest last year and they are incredible like the music that they create it's like what the uh, hell how the hell did you do that it's so cool and so i listen to them a lot and it the music inspired like music is so powerful it's so powerful it's like it's a vibration on its own and it's a frequency and it, and it changes your state like that it is it, it runs through your body you can feel it and so when i listen to these specific sounds it influences my body to move in certain ways and also it not even that i i like kind of get myself in a trance it, i lose myself and i'm like just it's like meditation for me it's like nothingness it's so peaceful so when you say you lose yourself are you still in control of your movements it's interesting so i go on these journeys and i'm dancing and i'm listening to this mu to this music or, or sometimes i'm laying sorry, laying down listening to <laughs> this music and when i go on these journeys i so okay so this is another recent kind of lesson of mine uh, the end of last year i have to let go of control so i let the music take me I let, I let it completely take me knowing that I'm going to be okay, but I don't, I try not to control anything. So I resist any itches. I resist any pain. I resist any movement. I resist, I resist everything to just let it take me. And once you accept that, once you just let something take you, it's, it feels very, very good. It feels very good. And it's almost like, because I'm letting go of those temptations, I'm gaining self-respect or self-control, discipline, because I'm able to control that without letting it take control of me, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it makes sense to it's me. A very, it's a very interesting way 
Yeah, it's it's a very cool way to meditate because when we meditate, often people's minds are like going everywhere, right? But we forget that also our bodies are feeling certain things and we are itching or we're we're feeling pain in certain areas or we're uncomfortable. But I literally focus on every muscle and I tell it to relax. Like legs relax, back relax, everything relax. Just feel yourself sink into the ground. That's this is I'm talking to myself. I'm like sink, 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 resist itching, resist pain. Just sink. Let it take you, let it take you, let it take you. And then that's how I'm gaining my discipline. Yeah. I feel like like you saying that right now, I want my I just like want to relax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you think about it, we're so tense all the yeah. time. And so when we do these meditations, I also do Wim Hof breathing. And so uh, he gets you to tense, 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 and then relax. And when I do the relaxing, I, I tell everything to relax. I'm going through each muscle. And when I'm doing the tensing, I'm also going through each muscle. And when you recognize that, it's, it's only when you become aware of something that you're like, holy shit, I'm super tense all the time. Or like, I'm super. <laughs> and then you're like, oh yeah, I should just relax that. Like really think about it now. Just like relax your legs and your arms and your shoulders. It's weird. Hey? I'm relaxing my brain. <laughs> or relax your brain. You can't relax your brain. That's, that's no, because like I find myself, it's very difficult for me to actually switch off. Yes. My mind's always going. Yeah, I feel you. And I'm just like, I, I find it that it creates so much stress around yeah. me and all my emotions, everything about me. It's just, I feel that tenseness. Yeah. And I've never actually. It's funny because when you go see a physio, right, they tell you to like relax and then it's like when they actually put you back into place, it feels so yeah. good. Like yeah, it's hard to explain. So you should do the opposite. You should do the opposite intense because you're, gonna, you, you, you're not going to want to tense after you tense very, very, very hard. Right. So try tensing everything. Focus on every single muscle, your face, your head, everything. Intense, tense, tense. Breathe in, intense, tense, 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 tense. Until you cannot anymore. Until you cannot hold your breath, intense. And then tell your muscles to relax. And you're going to want to relax. I'm going to try that. Do yeah. it. <laughs> try That's very interesting now. I just learned something too. How about that? <laughs> That's cool. Because I've had a lot of people... Like when you first see me, yeah, you'd automatically think Jared looks very serious. He looks very tense because I have that kind of face. But I when, feel you. when you get to know the person, yeah, like you get to know me, you'll know that I'm not that tense at all. Like I'm very lighthearted and I like to smile. But when I'm, I think when people see me tense, yeah. I'm always in that thinking state. Yeah, but you like, love that state, right? That's that you. State. That's me. That's your energy. But you can't get rid of that. Don't no, get rid of that. Yeah. 100% no. Like I'm not going to change who I am and my, yeah. my state for someone else. But for me, it's like whenever someone tells me you're, te- you're tense, I'm like, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's honestly people have different preferences. Hmm. And like if you feel like it affects you, then that's when you need to maybe have one one time a day or if even a week. It's start with the small things, honestly, the small small little few minutes here and there. And But now that you're aware, like you'll be aware of it and you'll try and do that little bit of tensing. And I used to care about it a lot. But yeah. now I'm sort of like, eh, I'm, yeah, it's too much stress. Yeah. Like when you care about what other people think of you, it just creates more misery on yourself because then you're worried about what they think and yeah. like, it just hurts you more than it hurts them. Yeah, so, do it before you think. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. Before you think about what they're going to think kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, so I guess moving towards the end, um, yeah. what is, like, have you had any 
major challenges that you can talk about? Yeah, I mean, many, many major challenges. Whether it's in health, life, relationships, family, you pick. But this is all about, I guess, helping other people as well. Right. So if you feel comfortable with sharing a challenge that has... Yeah. I would say, okay, so I would say growing up, I guess that's that's a good way to start because I think a lot of people can relate with this. There was a few, there's a few things, but I will start with... Let me think for a second. That's okay. You You share what you feel comfortable with sharing? I think it's growing up feeling different. I think is it's a big, for me, it's a big challenge. And I think a lot of people feel this way. There, there is that percentage. I felt it, yeah. Yeah. So growing up feeling like you're an alien, feeling like you can't connect with anyone, feeling like, you know, when you're in school and you don't have, you don't have that one friend group. Like you, you have multiple groups, you have people, you, you're floating around. You don't really have, you don't really fit in. I never really fit in. Mm. I was very independent growing up because when I grew up, I was actually like sexually harassed actually when I was, when I was only two years old. So it was a very young age and that happened for me for quite a few years to quite, for, for, for quite a year, few years. And it happened later. And then, and then because of that, I feel like, I learned a lot. Like as a child, I feel like I was very intelligent and I listened to my intuition. And I think because my mum being really into that, I, I learned a lot about spirituality and things like that, energy and that, which I'm very, very grateful for. Creativity, she was, she's an artist, so very creative. And so growing up, I felt like I was very, I was a little bit different. I was more, in, I was more independent. I was a little bit more, I was, I was intelligent only because I was street smart and you had to do things alone. I grew up alone pretty much. You had a lot of common sense. A lot of common sense, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Awareness of myself, mm. of how I act, you know, and how things are. And because of this harassment, I had to deal with a lot of things when I was young. I also had to deal with forgiving myself and forgiving other people when I was young. And that's a really big responsibility to have when yeah. you're young. And so growing up, because I was very different, I was bullied in school because I was different. People, like I couldn't connect with anyone because I, I feel like maybe because of my upbringing, because I learned so much and I forgave so much and I worked with a lot, of, a lot of trauma. So I did a lot of that kind of stuff. So then I was just different. And I was very, very intuitive growing up in school. I was very emotional. Uh, I, I, was, I was a very helpful person. Like my energy was very strong when I was young. I wanted to just help everyone. I wanted to help. And people didn't understand that. People didn't understand the help. So I was pushed away a lot and I was made fun of a lot. And that was really difficult for me because I felt like an outsider. I felt like an alien. So I later on my school years conformed and got into drugs and got into all the bad stuff and hung out with the wrong crew because I wanted to feel like I, f like I fitted in. I feel like mm. that was the wrong way to go. 
but I also don't regret anything because I learned so much from that experience. I learned that conformity isn't the answer, but a little bit is if you need to get around because you do live in this society, we are all connected at the end. And if you can learn to connect with other people, that's an influential Mm. trait to have right there. So there's the good and the bad and everything that has happened has happened for a reason. And I'm so grateful for every lesson. But the one thing is growing up, I'm so grateful now that I'm different. And I think everyone is different. I think everyone who is more aware or on a higher consciousness level, which there are many people that are like so much more aware and so like way higher. But I think that it's okay to be that like that. It's, it's like we don't, once we're like that, once we're aware that we're a little bit different like that, then try isolation. That's what I would recommend. I would say try being by yourself and learning about yourself. Like when you're by yourself or you travel by yourself, you learn so much about yourself, what you like, what you prefer, you know, your, your fashion, your style, your language. You learn to value your own opinions. You learn other beliefs from other people. Like you just figure a lot more out and you step outside of that little box and because you don't want to conform, you don't want to want to learn just about this one society and then stick to it because then you become, I feel like you become a little bit boxed. Like yeah. once you step out of that, you realize, wow, there is so much more. And because I've stepped out, I've gained the, the confidence and I've also gained the, the strength to be able to do that. Like I can take risks and I feel confident. I feel okay with taking these risks, you know, because I've stepped out because I didn't conform. Mm. So I don't, I, I, I don't need to work or I don't need to do this. Or I don't like, you know, a normal kind of rat race style. Like I don't need that because I'm so confident that I don't need it forever. Mm. I'm very confident. Um, I've built that inner confidence in myself. I'm very content because I've stepped out because I've taken risks because I've accepted to learn about myself. I've, I've accepted myself. I've learned from other people without, conforming if that makes sense so I guess I guess entering a situation with an open mind taking what you believe is right in learning from that and disregarding everything that you don't kind of feel serves you once you get to that state it's a really really beautiful state it's very liberating wow if that makes sense it makes total sense thank you for sharing cool yeah so thank you so much, Alexa, for coming on the Storybox podcast of and course. sharing your stories. Thank you so really much. Really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is awesome. Well, sadly, that is the end of episode 14. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and getting to this point, which is the end, the point that no one really likes. <laughs> thank you for listening. And if you did get something out of Alexa's stories, and please let her know, please share it around. Uh, to all your friends and family leave a nice rating and review as well it helps just build up the brand build up uh, what we're, we're trying to do as well it helps just uh, get the story box out there so people can actually understand what it's about and how other people are being helped by it as well um, yeah so, so do that thank you guys so much once again for tuning in and I'll see you guys next week and until that time don't forget to share your own stories around Okay, have a good one, guys. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.